Hello and welcome to the Hearts Review with me Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week is David to talk about the win over Livingston. We preview Motherwell on Saturday and ahead of the international break we talk about Scotland. An actual good performance from Hearts um, over the weekend, Gordon, um, and you weren't in attendance. Well, I, I did say this would happen, didn't I? You know, Hearts generally do turn it on and score quite a few goals when I miss a home game at Tynecastle. Um, so, wasn't shocked in the slightest, but um, yeah, really good performance and uh, I enjoyed watching it from my hotel room in South Kensington. Um, very, very enjoyable performance. I thought, uh, I mean, to be for the first 15 minutes, I thought, you know, Livingston were kind of well disciplined. They were buying the ball. They made it a little bit difficult for us to kind of get into a rhythm. But I thought once we got that first goal, uh, which was a fantastic strike, I have to say, um, I thought we were brilliant from then. You know, kind of Livingston's head sort of went down a little bit. And, um, you know, I thought on another day we, we could have scored a few more. But um, the first half performance had the, the game dust, uh, done and dusted. And that's that's what you want to see from Hearts sides at home um, against, you know, games against teams like Livingston who will sit in and, and make it tough for you. We've got the quality to break them down. And, I mean, that first goal, I think, epitomised it exactly what you'll you'll need to do. You, you stretch your opponents. Barry Mackay, absolutely lovely little bit of skill to get away from his man. He puts a deep uh, cross into the back post there. It's knocked across for, for Smith, who reads the uh, where the ball's going to go and, and gets away from his man and finds a lovely little bit of space and, and cannons it in. And, and that, for me, is a, a really, really good team goal. You know, it's, it's basically a goal that has involved none of the forwards. I suppose you can count Barry Mackay as, as a forward, but, but realistically, none of your main goal scorers. And, uh, and it was a beautifully constructed goal. And, you know, then we get the penalty, the second one, and, and then the third one as well is similar to the first one. A, a really lovely bit of skill um, from from several players, but Barry Mackay in particular. So exciting if that's the type of football we're, we're going to watch. It's the type of football we're, we're capable of. And I think we're, and I, I still believe that Hearts are at a stage where they haven't even hit their peak yet. And I think we, we aren't far away from giving a team a real, real doing. It, it could have happened on Saturday, but I still think the Hearts can can even play even better than that because, you know, we've got a lot of new players in. You've seen Camry Devlin's performance. He was excellent in the middle of the park, uh, giving us a tremendous amount of energy. And I think, you know, once these guys are fully up to speed, once they have a lot longer to, to gel together, um, it's only good things. It's probably one of the most assured performances I've seen at Tincastle in, in a long while, David. I mean, it's a typical Robbie Nielsen performance, wasn't it? Well, it was one of those, you know, we've been longing for the day where a routine win at Tincastle was enjoyable and it's not been happening for a number of years. And do you know what? It wasn't routine because it was easier than that. I've never seen a Hearts team play such an easy game in my entire life, to be honest, at home. Uh, and that was nice, pretty stress-free uh, Saturday afternoon. They don't, they haven't been around very often for the last few years. And uh, yes, as Gordon was swanning up in South Kensington, as he mentioned, ooh, South Kensington, uh, we enjoyed uh, a good game at Tynecastle. And uh, yeah, it was a like you say, there was really no, not really many. Net. My only gripe is that we didn't absolutely batter Livy because I wanted revenge for that five nil. But that'll come in due course. That's fine. That that'll come in time. Um, and like Gordon said, maybe another team will just have to face the brunt of a, a five or a six nothing doing that we're eventually due to give a, a team at some point. But yeah, it was a great game to watch. Hart really didn't have to get out of second gear, I don't think either. They really kind of strolled the game. Livy, like like you mentioned, they really weren't up to much and you really 
well, you, you say you fear for them, but I don't give a shit. I hope they do go down. But uh, yeah, they, they don't look like they're going to last very long in the, in the Premiership if they're going to turn in performances like that. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a really good Saturday. Uh, great football, like Gordon said. It was you know what? Okay, the first twenty minutes were they they were you know you were trying to figure out your opponent and they were quite clearly had a game plan to sit in and it was working for a while. And for some reason, Hearts fans can't help but get frustrated no matter what the fucking score is. And you heard I heard a few boos uh, when a ball went backwards and you just think oh, honestly, why are you there? Just go home, enjoy it on the telly, boot your telly instead. Unbelievable. And then obviously two minutes later we score and everyone's all, oh yeah, I can see that coming out. Oh, that. Uh, you know, people people don't have as much patience, do they? But it was it was coming. You, the goal was coming. You just have to be a little bit more patient than you would when, you know, a team's slightly more open than Livy. And then once the goal kind of went in, like Gordon said, the heads dropped, spaces start to open up, you get the penalty, two and a half time, you're cruising. You went you were thinking, okay, maybe we'll weather a storm here in the first five, ten minutes of the second half. I mean, it was like a it was like a light drizzle rather than a storm. It was like one cross that somehow managed to make the highlights on sports scene, and then we went up and scored a third and killed the game. And it was a really good performance. Uh, and I think everyone really had pass marks. Um, okay, easy to get carried away. It was Livy and they were poor, but you know, confidence is a big thing and momentum is a big thing in football. And no matter who you play against, if you win, it only stands you in good stead for for the next week. Still, you know, you, you say, obviously, don't get carried away, but at the end of the day, it was a Livy team who, who beat Celtic last week there um, and then, obviously, I think, didn't concede at Ibrox until about 65 minutes or something like that. So, you know, that, they're a difficult side to play against. Um, you know, they won't lose 3-0 an awful lot, I believe, Livingston. I think, obviously, they were poor, you know, but they had two tough uh, draining games right before they came to Tyne Castle. And, Credit to David Martindale because he came out and he said that, you know, he says, listen, we knew the way Hearts were going to play, but it's difficult to stop. And when you're hearing opposition managers say that, he actually thinks that ourselves and Hibs will start to pull away from from the rest of the pack. And um, I think he's right. You know, I think you just look at the, the strength and depth of the Hearts team, you know, the way it, the way we set up there, you know, I mean, you could easily have had a different front three on. I mean, you could have easily had a different midfield in there. And then obviously... You got Taylor Moore who stepped in for John Suter, and I thought the defence looked absolutely assured. It really did. Um, you know, and that, that as a team as well that there was no Gino also on on the bench, but you know we 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 didn't sweat. And I think what you mentioned about the fans is, I think some people moan for the sake of moaning, and I think we've got I, I, we've kind of always had that at hearts. And listen, you know, people would maybe point to me as one of the biggest moaners, and and they're probably right, but I think I've got a decent sense when it comes to watching football. And when you're playing against teams like Livingston, who will set up with 10, 10 men behind the ball virtually for the first 25 minutes, you've got to be patient. Of course you do. It's going to take time to break these teams down. You're not going to be 1-0 up inside three minutes. Very rarely does that happen because they're still a disciplined side. You know, that, like I say, it took Rangers 65 minutes to break them down. So, you know, I don't know what people are getting their knickers in a twist for 15 minutes in the game. Settle down. You know, fair enough, if there's 15 minutes to go and it's nil-nil, then absolutely, have a wee moan. But, I mean, come on, if you're if you're playing against a Livingston team, how's that helpful? You know what I mean? It's not helpful in the slightest. And it was a good crowd at Tynecastle on Saturday. Well, it looked, it looked a pretty good crowd on the, on the, uh, on the telly, anyway. Um, well, my laptop screen. Um, so, you know, I thought, I thought you know, it was, once we went one up, you know, everybody was in kind of in tune with each other. Um, so, you know, I think, I think, 
you know, the fans just need to, to settle down a wee bit there. You know, I think um, moan when it's justified, but like we do on the show, I think, you know, I think we're fair. Um, but when Hearts, you know, throw performances up like that, you know, I'm not going to moan about it. I'm, I'm going to praise them to the hill. And uh, and that's what you want to see when you come along at Tynecastle on a Saturday afternoon is Hearts putting away teams that they should be putting away. It is refreshing, David, to actually, you know, talk positively on this podcast about a Hearts performance, isn't it? Hmm. I could probably, I think I've only had a handful of appearances where it's been positive. And I think just, just one hand, maybe two or three, <laughs> uh, they don't come around very often. But that's just because we've, when we started the podcast, everything really went to shit, to shit didn't it? Maybe it's our fault. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's nice to finally have one of those routine wins that we've been longing for for, for quite a while. And long may it continue. You know, we're going to have tougher games than Livy. And, you know, probably won't have any easier than that, I think, um, just due to the circumstances. But when, when you put in performances like that, and, you know, that was, as you said, Ross, it was kind of like the Nielsen team that played in, like, you know, 2015-16, where, you know, people teams would come in Tynecastle and you just kind of suck the life out of them and you'd, you'd score a couple goals and you'd win the game. And, you know, and for once, as Gordon says, you know, people... We've all moaned about how Nielsen's football is pretty turgid to watch, but I thoroughly enjoyed the game. And if we're getting performances like that, then, you know, <laughs> sign me up for next season if that's going to be the case. But, you know, it's it's good to see. I think we've got now, we've got the players that really suit that kind of kind of fast pace, switching play, moving the ball quickly, you know, eye-catching, gets, your, gets, your, gets the arse off the seat type of football. And, uh, you know, we're going to have more open games. Obviously, Motherwell, difficult game next week, as I'm sure we'll come on to, but... You know, if you're going to turn the performances like that, you'd fancy Hearts against anybody at home, and that's what Hearts fans want. You know, you want to, Hearts fans expect going into game a game at home, no matter who you're against, to be able to put in a performance that's good enough to win the game. All right, we know that we're not going to win every game at home. That's just the law. The law. The law of averages are against you on that. But putting in performances like that, if you somehow manage to lose one nil, you go, all right, listen, it had to happen, but you put in a good performance. But if you put in for us like that against teams that are of lesser opposition, that you'd expect to win. So long may it continue. Gordon, is this season an opportunity to to do something special, or do you think you know third place is is something special? You know, can we get second? Can we can we push Celtic potentially? They're having a poor season. I think the question should be asking is, can Celtic push us? <laughs> no, um, I, I think um, it's too early to say. I'm not going to get carried away just yet because. Um, you know, I think 2018 was a prime example of getting carried away and uh, I was convinced we were winning the league after that 3-0 win at Dundee and then we end up finishing fucking sixth. So um, I've, I've learnt my lessons um, to get too carried away. But there is something in the air, I think, at the moment. And, you know, I think you you look back at um, St Johnston's Cup double last season, you know, I think the way kind of things have just happened and transpired over the last couple of years in Scottish football... It isn't really the the status quo. It isn't really the norm. Uh, you know, Rangers winning the title last season, going unbeaten. I mean, let's be honest with you, who would have actually seen that coming? Although they're a really good side, you wouldn't have expected them to go in and win the league by 20-odd points, uh, you know, particularly when Celtic, well, all we heard for the last 10 years was here we go 10 in a row. Um, so, listen, there could be something in, in the air tonight, you, you know, uh, this season, sorry. You never know. Um, I think Hearts are, are, are as well-equipped as, they as they've ever been to actually have a serious challenge, not just for third place, but maybe even second place. You know, it's not often that the old firm um, are in turmoil, and I think Celtic, you could probably describe them as being, you know, um, to draw. I mean, 
people are are giving Dundee United plaudits and rightly so. But you know, I think you should you should really be beating Dundee United at home. Um, you know, I thought we we comfortably beat them away from home, and and um, you know, Hibs comfortably beat them away from home as well in the cup the other week there. And you know, then they go to Parkhead and they get themselves a draw. We've just comfortably beat Livingston, and Livingston beat them last week. So I think Celtic are definitely. Um, <clears throat> They're definitely in a, in a position of weakness. Uh, Rangers, I think, defensively, I mean, you would expect Rangers to go on a run and kind of maybe pull away given the, the depth that they've got. But while they're playing um, in Europe this side of the year, I think there's an opportunity for Hearts and Hibs to kind of put the pressure on and, and keep them keep up there with them as, as long as they possibly can. I think Hearts, you know, have, have a real depth about them. Um, if they can win the games that you expect them to win, and come the turn of the year, if they're still in the mix, who knows? You know, I think we could go into January and maybe even strengthen further and try and push on. You know, you just don't know. I mean, we've beaten Celtic already. Um, we've been to Parkhead. Uh, I thought we were poor at Parkhead, but we still took two goals off them. You know, it'll be interested to see how we fare at Ibrox in a few weeks. I think that'll kind of give us a, a, a real kind of telling where we are. I think this month in general, I'll give us a real kind of insight of where hearts are and, and whether hearts can actually compete at the top end of the table. I'm convinced we can. I think third place has still got to be the, the minimum target for me. Well, top four anyway, um, because we need to get back into Europe and, and see where that takes us after that. But I think definitely um, there's no reason why we can't aim as high as we possibly can. But I think this month in general will, will be the be the telling one for Hearts, you know, trips to Ibrox and, and Pataudry in there uh, and McDermott. So um, that's three tough away games. Um where historically we, we haven't done particularly well over, over the, the last few years. So, but um, I think we're more than more than capable of going there and, and, and taking points off these sides. Obviously, we've got Motherwell next on Saturday, David. Um, that'll be a tough test. They've had a really good start to the season, haven't they? Yeah, they have. And, you know, it's kind of surprising because, especially after their kind of League Cup performances and everything, you know, people are talking about Motherwell, how they could be, you know, in danger. But <clears throat> Graham Alexander seems to be a, a manager who can get the best out of his players. Tony Watt seems to be the Tony Watt that we wish we had uh, when we had him. Um, is a shame uh, and they seem to be a good side you know they, they seem to they always seem to somehow when losing their best players year after year still somehow manage to to do well and and, and replace that player uh, and uh, you know at the start of the season it looks like it might be that Van Veen but then Tony Watts turning up as well so they look a good side and it's not going to be easy I think the one thing standing in good stead is that Motherwell at Tynecastle haven't got the greatest of records just like kind of us at Fir Park Um but if I'm right in saying, I don't think they've won there since 2013 when we got relegated. Um, I could be wrong. No, no, we were standing there. outside demanding Craig Levine be removed. Oh, not so forgotten that, that game. Day. No, no, that never <laughs> happened. That game never happened, OK? Never happened. Our last home game as well before COVID was against them, it was a 1-1 draw. Ah, that was a draw, aye. Yeah. OK, so well, they've had, they've had one... Two ten castle. Yeah. <laughs> they've had one win in, eight, in seven or eight years then. Uh, so that's slightly different and I know actually a mate of mine he's a big Motherwell fan and he just says he hates coming through to Tynecastle A just because every time he's been through uh, he's seen 6-0 3-0 5-0 all that and he's missed all the times they've won good to hear he's got a ticket this weekend so fingers crossed um, Blair if you're listening come on come on, son do us a favour uh, but yeah it'll be a tough game there's no doubt about it you know third v fourth they'll be coming here you know expecting they can take something from this game but Hearts need to remember they're at home. We shouldn't be doing a kind of, you know, play to your opponent's weaknesses, not to your own strengths. You know, 
Hearts going forward, they should fancy themselves against anyone, as we have previously mentioned. And I think as well, no doubt, listen, we don't know how big the attendance is going to be this week with everything that's going on, but I imagine we, I'd be hoping to see another 16,000, 17,000 strong support as well. And hopefully that can, you know, that can kind of get you over the line. Uh, I'll be surprised if I can remember the game after hospitality, but hopefully if I can, it'll be a win. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a good game in general. Um, two teams that seem to be playing quite decent football. So I think maybe for the neutral, it'll be quite a good game to watch, but hopefully we can come out on top. But yeah, I'm kind of really looking forward to this one. I think it'll be a good game. You may have to watch the game on sports scene uh... Again, David, and again, over. and again, Ross, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. to see if I can remember anything. Kick-off yeah. maybe would be a bonus. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm actually quite looking forward to it as well, to be honest with you. I think it's, I, I noticed that the, the top four are all playing each other actually this weekend um, in Scotland. I think it's something that hopefully that, that we should maybe really kind of back, beat the drum about, you know. I hope they really kind of big it up this weekend and, and make it a big, Weekend, even though it's only seven or eight games into the season, I think it's still still an exciting weekend. Uh, and you've got Aberdeen and Celtic as well in a nice mid-table battle. So there's a lot going on right throughout the league um, that I think everybody should really look forward to. And uh, I think from from a Hearts point of view, I think there's a real opportunity to kind of lay down another marker. And if we can put Motherwell away with a similar performance to the Livingston game, it gives us you know a real boost going into the international break because... Like I say, we've then got a real tough run of fixtures. So, um, and it puts a little bit of daylight between us and Motherwell, who obviously are, uh, you know, kind of right behind us there. And, and the hope is that, that Hibs will maybe drop points and, and we could maybe find ourselves uh, in, in second, where we, I'm right to say, is Ra- uh, Rangers will be the first game after the international. So, it could be a top of the table clash at Ibrox. It is about how we play, though, David, isn't it? It's nothing about, you did make that point earlier. Yeah, that well, that that's kind of it. You know, we've it's one of those things where, especially, it's happened before when you have a big game. And you, it, I mean, that was one of Aberdeen's biggest gripes with McInnes was that he would always play to the opposition and not to his own team. And that's that's kind of how you lose games. It's been proven in the past, especially when you it happened a lot against the old firm. And you know, that was probably one of Nielsen's biggest problems, especially back in his first spell with, with games against Celtic and Hebs and all that. We've been over it before. I don't think we need to go over it again. But the points have been made quite quite strongly from us. So you're hoping that he doesn't do that again. Um, but I, I think he's now got a team where I don't think he even has to think about that. I think maybe before he probably thought that there were certain weaknesses where maybe, you know, Hearts had to do something like that. But this is one of the strongest, and it's one of the strongest teams Hearts have had in a long, long time. And I think they should be going out there with with confidence sky high, you know, still unbeaten, scoring goals, left, you know, everyone's chipping in, which is a good thing as well. That really does build confidence. We're not relying on Boyce or someone like that to kind of get us all the goals. As God mentioned previously, you know, everyone's chipping in. So, you know, that should really um, stand us in, in good stead. And, you know, everyone should everyone should just be going out and playing, playing as they do play. Don't treat it any differently just because Motherwell are fourth, whatever. You just treat it like any other game of football and you go out to win. And, you know, okay, you'll have to be slightly more on guard at the back than probably you would have been against Livingston on Saturday. But that's football, you know. We've got a defence that I think now with the back three is good enough to do that. As you mentioned Taylor Moore. Don't like he could put. He don't like he could have put a foot wrong on on Saturday, and you know I, I don't think we still know if I've not heard if if Nielsen said if Suter's going to be fit to play on on Saturday or not. Um, but I'd be happy with either of them in the back three if if Suter can't play. Taylor Moore looks more than good enough to to step in, and that's the kind of depth we've been missing. It's the quality we've been missing, and I think this Hearts team's good enough to not have to have that kind of reactionary type of games where you think about the opposition and be proactive. 
and go out and win it no matter who you play against. Of course, it's quite refreshing as well to have, you know, us and Hibs going for, you know, at the, at the top end of the table, Gordon. You know, it, it's something that's not happened in, in a long time. Both clubs doing quite well. You know, hopefully we come out on top come the end of the season. What's refreshing about them doing well? I couldn't care less what they're doing. I want them to be relegated again. Um, no, no, don't care about them. Um, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I think they're grinding out results where I think we're actually playing pretty well at the moment. You know, I mean, it's frustrating that, that we couldn't win the derby a few weeks ago being at home. But like I said, I think the games this season between Hearts and Hibs will be extremely tight. It'll be probably what they do against other teams. And, you know, there's an opportunity this weekend to get ourselves in front of Hibs um, because they're going to Ibrox, which... You know, I think the way they're playing, they might fancy they can get a result there. You know, they may get a point. Who knows? Because, you know, Motherwell done it a few weeks ago at Ibrox. And um, so, for me, you know, I don't don't see Hibs going there and winning. But, I mean, they could certainly go and get a result. And that's why I think it's important that, that we make sure that we capitalise on on them potentially dropping points and, and going and putting the pressure on. Because I don't think there'll be much between Hearts and Hibs this season. You know, and it could be the fact that we're playing the Saturday, the other Sunday chance to put the pressure on and get ourselves three points in front of them. Um, you know, they've responded uh, with a dubious penalty and winning 1-0 against St Johnston on Sunday. Um, and sometimes you need that bit of luck. But, you know, I'd rather be a team who makes our own luck than relies on referees giving them penalties. And um, I think, you know, hopefully as the season goes on, um, we'll we'll hopefully maybe uh, pull away from them. But like I said, there's there's not a lot between the two sides, but I do think we have uh, more depth and quality. And I think uh, David mentions Taylor Moore. I think, you know, he, I like the look of him. I, I do. And I think we've, we, I think he's a no nonsense centre half and is somebody who um, we've lacked for a long, long time. And I think, you know, he was probably the sort of centre half that we hoped Halkett would be. Um, but credit to Craig Halkett. I thought he had a decent game on, on um, Saturday. Should have scored. Um, but, Played well. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he does put John Suter in. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't personally. I think Taylor Moore deserves his place. I think it should be. I, I wouldn't change a, a winning team. You know, I would. I'd maybe drop the old pals act. I wouldn't just put a player in for, for the sake of it. Um, you know, for me, Suter, yeah, he's a really good defender, but he has a mistake in him. You know, and I think um, the fact that we have players now that can come in. Uh, like GMS, for example, started the season really well and then obviously goes up to Dingwall, misses a few glorious opportunities, has a pretty tame first half, suddenly finds himself at the team. Um, and I think that's good because when he gets his opportunity again, hopefully we'll we'll see the, the Mackay Stephen that, that we know is there. Same with Ginelli as well. He'll have to work hard to get his place back. So it's exciting, I think. You know, we've got a real depth and there's a competition for places in there, you know. Um, there's guys who have hardly had a look in this season who I expect at some point will be given an opportunity. And, you know, guys like Mackinef, even Walker to a lesser extent, you know, they're, they're, they're guys who will need to come in and, and when they do get an opportunity, produce. Otherwise, they'll be nowhere near the squad. And I think um, I think it's really good, particularly when you look at our bench. You know, I think the start of the season, a lot of people were concerned there wasn't a depth about the squad. and. Um, but you know, credit credit to them because they've they've added. You know, it's not the case that we've maybe like lost a key player or something like that, and we've had to, you know, we've just sort of spread the money round. You know, we've 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 added key players and um, to what was already a pretty, you know, a fairly good squad. 
I think it's a really good squad now, and I think um, you know there's a real good opportunity for Hearts to to go on a wee run, and um, hopefully they'll stay injured. I mean, Spencer was saying the other day there to me, he was saying, well, what if we have an injury crisis like we did in 2018? And I said, well, I think Hearts are now in a better place to deal with something like that. You know, if they were to de- uh, have a couple of injuries to players, you know, I think there's players now that could come in where the difference was the players that came in during that period weren't good enough. Um, nowhere near good enough. Where I think now we've got a depth that 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 we could I'm not saying deal comfortably, but we would be. I'd be more than content. And how good was Cami Devlin as well, David? What a player! I've never seen a man run so much. Uh, as much as that, compared to you at five, Ross. I mean, the man never stopped. Very similar to you, but I think he had just a little bit more pace. Uh, but I uh, the. Uh, I mean, it was that kind of 20 seconds where they was literally sprinting and closed down everything and then, what you know, won a throw. I mean, that's that's players that, you know, that's that's the type of player Hearts fans love to see. Someone that, and I think that's the thing as well. I think every signing that's signed in this transfer window gets the club. And for a while, that hasn't been the case. And these guys all care what it means to play for Hearts and how the fans will, uh, you know, stick by you and, you know, cheer you on if you just fucking try your best, try as hard as you can. Close down every ball, you know, as long as you do that, Hearts, fan, Hearts fans will cheer you on. No problem. Not an issue. That won't be anything other than that. So, yeah, the guy was relentless. I mean, the, the engine that boy has is incredible. And, uh, you know, I don't, like, I don't like he stopped smiling throughout the whole game, uh, judging by the photos on social media and whatever. Uh, and that's, that's the thing. Players get it. And, and that's exactly what you want to see. Uh, and, you know, like, had, like Gordon mentioned as well with uh, Mackay, Stephen and, and Sumo, you know, Haran started every game and then he finds himself on the bench, Devlin starts and if Devlin didn't play on Saturday, folk would be like, what's going on here? Everyone's expecting Devlin and Beningame to start in the middle, you know, and I think that's the thing, you've got enough quality players that you can just do that, um, which is great and I fully expect it to be a, a, a Devlin and uh, Beningame middle too because, I mean, those two, that's, ni- that's 90 minutes of just pure energy and that, that's the type of midfield Hearts, especially in a tight pitch at Tynecastle, that's exactly what you want. And I think that's a midfield that you'd be, I'd be more than happy to start any game this season. Yeah, it's nice, nice balance to it, isn't it? You know, I think both of them complement each other well. I don't even think it's a case of, of every player that comes and gets the club. I just think they're all really good players. And um, and good players should be able to play anywhere, really. Um, you know, particularly when they're coming in with the right attitude, which, which they all seem to do. You know, they're young, hungry players who obviously want to make, make a name for themselves. You know, Devlin just looks like a young man who loves playing football. And that's exactly what you want to see. You know, I mean, he'll run all day because he, he loves what he's doing. He's got a smile on his face because, you know, he knows he's at a big club and he knows if he if he comes up here and he does really well, you know, the, the sky's the limit for him. And I think if, you know, I think that's maybe been the problem when we've signed players, they've not got the, the right attitude. They come in here and, you know, they maybe look at, well, I'm playing in Scotland, uh, you know, you're right, you know, I think they're they're young players, young, hungry players, and that's what we want to see. Um, you know, I think I've said for a while that, that we've got to adopt the kind of philosophy that Celtic did um, when they bought in your Van Dyke, your Wanyamas, or these types of guys. They're not going to be here for long, but when they are here, they'll make a hell of an impact and we'll sell them on for a huge profit. And and that's that's got to be, you know, for all Scottish clubs, but particularly one like Hearts who have you know, I've obviously invested in our scouting systems and, and have a little bit more money than, than more Scot- most Scottish teams do. It gives us an opportunity to compete at that level and, and cherry-pick these players and bring them in. Um, 
Joe Savage was actually uh, on uh, before the the game kicked off there, and he was he was on Hearts TV, and and he was talking about how um, obviously they're kind of operating sort of more at a UK based level just now, but the hope is that um, I think there's a few red tapes and things like that um, with uh, immigration status, but um, they are hoping to to expand their scouting systems to all over Europe and and more in Australia and things like that, and and try and find you know sort of wee gems like they did, you know, with a, a Benny and a Devlin and all these sort of guys. And, you know, if you can keep bringing players in with that calibre, um, you know, they'll, they'll do well in Scotland because if we if we have a reputation where we give players an opportunity to come and play, do well, and then you get your move down south um, and you make the club a lot of money in the process, then brilliant. You know, people, players will be, will be quick. And, you know, it's the facilities as well. He said as well, which I thought was was interesting. He says, as soon as we get them over here, you know, to show them around, I know we've got them. I know we're signing them, because you know you've got Edinburgh itself, but you've also got the facilities that Hearts have, the stadium, the fan base. It's a brilliant place for for players to come, learn their trade, and and take themselves to the next level. And um, if they can win a couple of trophies in 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 the middle of that, get Hearts into Europe, then you know they'll always be fondly remembered here. David, what, what do you make of um, the new songbook um, for Benny Beringme? <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I think we got the whole book on 30 minutes on the train up to Dingwall. <laughs> and I still I still can't quite remember them all. Eh? I think the murder on the dance floor one's going to take, it's going to take some convincing to get folk to keep singing that. <laughs> I think that's an interesting one. I admire the effort, I really do. But And I can't get it in my head. It's stuck there forever. That song will forever in my head be associated with fucking Benny Beningamy, uh, which I guess isn't such a bad thing, but it's uh, it's not it's not quite as a uh, you know it doesn't quite catch you as much as some of the other ones. Uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I, st- yeah, I can't stop laughing. It's so you stupid. Give us a wee, a wee sample for fans. Oh, I, I couldn't possibly. Uh, I can't oh, David, uh, <laughs> I've got to be uh, got to be tickle there. You know, no, I wouldn't. I couldn't possibly. Uh, if they catch if they catch me uh, in the pub on Saturday night, then they'll get a full version. Don't worry, we'll get the full three minutes thirty. A slurred um, version. <laughs> the slurred version. Aye, it'll just be Benny Beringame for three minutes thirty. Spew. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be. It's a. It's an interesting one. I like it though. I admire it. I hope the the the, the wider the songbook can become and the more mad it becomes you know I'm all for it sign me up I'll start learning the lyrics pronto someone can send me a lyric sheet I'll get it ready for Saturday I'll uh, I'll, I'll film you doing the Benny bring me song I'll good man good man and we'll put it on next week's show please um, do actually please don't. Don't, don't 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 make people not come back <laughs> well it will be the following week actually we're going to take a break due to the internationals um, obviously Scotland games are coming up. Um, we have a great chance of qualifying, um, well, qualifying from the playoffs for the first time from a um, qualifying group. Gordon, I mean, they're not easy. They're not easy to watch Scotland. It's quite similar to Hearts, but you know, Steve Clark's done a decent job during this campaign. Um, they're probably where I would expect them to be. I think there's some games that they that they could have won. Uh, Austria at home being a prime example. I didn't think Austria were up to much. I thought we gave them too much respect in that game. Um, and, and when we started playing to our strengths, 
um, I thought we were the better side. And, you know, even though we went 2-1 down, I still thought that was daylight robbery. But, you know, we came back with the draw in the end. Um, but the away win in Austria has, has gave us, you know, a huge opportunity. It's in our hands now. And I think, you know, Hamden sold out within 48 hours of the win in Austria, which is brilliant to see. I sold out Hamden. It's not been like that in a long, long time. You know, we if we can get six points out of the these two games coming up, you know, the Fados will that won't be an easy game, you know, it's a difficult place to go. And it took Denmark, I think, till the eighty sixth minute to get a victory there. Um so, you know, but if Scotland can go and get six points, you know, it gives them a, a tremendous opportunity going into the last two games because I think, you know, Austria and Israel I think still have to play each other and I think one, if not two of them, maybe still have to play Denmark. Um, I know we've got to play Denmark, but I think, you know, they'll be qualified by then. I think if Scotland have a sold-out Hamden, there's a really good opportunity for Scotland to even get a result that night. Um, I think it's been a while since Scotland have had a, a proper marquee result. I think Austria is probably one, but I'm talking about one at home, you know, where they win a big, big game. And um, I think the sad reality is Israel is probably going to be classed as, as one of those big, big games. And, um, you know, I think I think it'll be tight. You know, the games have been tight against them. Um, again, you know, I thought that the game um, uh, at the start of the campaign away from home, I thought that was similar to the to the Austria game. I thought we gave them too much respect and let them go 1-0 up. And then we started playing in the second half and we got a draw. And I thought we had chances maybe to even win the game that night. But I think we're, we, we've shown that we can play. We're showing that we can we can compete. I mean, Denmark as well. Denmark away, I know, is another one. You know, we started so poorly. We were 2-0 down and then changed it in the second half and you know I thought we competed with them um, so there's no reason why Scotland shouldn't fear anybody in this group I think you know they're clearly not going to win it now Denmark's form's been too good um, but second place and, and the opportunity of a playoff, they're one-legged playoffs again so you know it's not like you know you've got to go away from, well I mean you might have to go away from home depending on if you the, the draw but at least you can treat it more as, as an actual final as a one-off game and leave it all in the park rather than having to worry about going to Amsterdam and then getting horse 6-0 on the second leg. Um, so I think that, that these suit Scotland a lot better. And, um, and you know, if they can get to a World Cup, it would be another tremendous bit of progress uh, for Scottish football because it is moving in the right direction, uh, our game again. You know, investment's been put in the right places, although a lot of the players that are coming into the squads are, are kind of being produced and nurtured down south. Um but hopefully as time goes on, that'll, that'll change. But we are developing a really good squad. I think, you know, all the players that kind of are in our starting 11 are either competing in Europe, whether it be domestically or, you know, in uh, the kind of top level in the Premier League. So I think the, the only thing that we're probably lacking is is a proper goal scorer and maybe another centre-half. So, um, But I'm sure they'll, that, you know, these players will start to come through and... Um, you know, but we need to keep qualifying. We need to keep getting our coefficient up. We need to keep competing. We need to get the the um, the fans back on on uh, back interest in the national team again. And you know, it just shows you a couple of wins will do that. You've seen the amount of fans that went down to London. We were there. Um, you know, even though we didn't go to the game, but it was still a fantastic weekend. And uh, yeah, but yeah, but you didn't see a win though, David, did you? Didn't see a win. Yeah, got to see Scotland in a major tournament, get up you. Nah, nil, nil, I've been in more ways than you. Um, but at the end of the day, though, <laughs> proper ways. <laughs> Although we were both there in that uh, cold night in Bratislava in November when we got pumped 3-0. Three, yeah, three subways, though, so it didn't matter. But yeah, yeah, we did get three subway, yeah, yeah. Good on this. 
good people. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back anytime. Who needs a half-time pie when you can have a half-time subway, by the way? I'm telling you, that's the way forward. These people know how to live. Ken, exactly. They know half-time entertainment when they see it. Oh, they do, 100%. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think the game is moving forward, absolutely. And um, and it's good to see. Um, and we've got a good opportunity to qualify and, and hopefully we'll be able to do so. We're not going to fuck this up, David, are we? Well, I, mean, I really wish you wouldn't have said that. Wish of all the people you asked, it wasn't me. Um, uh, no, do you know what? I think there's an element of when we'd, when you kind of look back at Steve Clark's reign at Killy, you kind of go, would they really ever fuck up a game like this? This is this is kind of Steve Clark's almost bread and butter, I think. I think that I can see us just, it's going to be an ugly, ugly game to watch. It really is. It's going to be, you're going to have to get so pissed before the match to enjoy it. And I think even then you'll struggle. But uh, yeah, can't wait. 10.30 train. Lovely. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a horrible game. But I think it's just the kind of, it's the kind of game that I can just see Scotland nicking it. Ask me that five years ago, I'd be saying, nah, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll bottle this. But I just think the tides are slightly changing in our favour and I can just see it. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also very apprehensive as well. But that's the life of a Scotland fan. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it's going to be a good Saturday up until about 4.45 when the queues at Hamden are a joke again. Uh, yeah, we'll need, to, we'll, need, we'll need to be in there nice and early, won't we? I mean, that yeah, was probably have to queue, probably have to queue it. Like half past three or something to get in at a reasonable time. Yeah, I was thinking more quarter past two. I might actually see the turnstiles open should be fine. Um, <laughs> I think I think the thing is with Scotland, you know, I mean you, you, you get accustomed to, to a bottle job, don't you? And it yeah. happens every time in a in an international tournament and Listen, you know, I I seen one big bottle job on Saturday there in, in Anthony Joshua. So you know, I I know more about anybody being bottle jobs, and I think Scotland uh, could could potentially do the same, you know, against the 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 plucky foreigner coming along and and winning on points. It could be Israel's time. It could be, but no, I don't think so. I think Scotland will win. I think they've got too much for them, and I think a full sold out Hamden. Well, uh, will just be enough to, to get us over the line. The Fado the Fado Islands are the ones that I'm concerned about. Yeah, that skin all over it, doesn't it? Hundred <laughs> percent Georgia. Uh, this could be our Georgia, you know. Um, but you know, I mean, it's even Moldova. I think is Moldova the last game, or is that second last game? Um, I think it is the last game. Do you know that? Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. It might, it might be the second last. Second last, yeah. It's um, them or Den, Denmark. It's one I think of them. Den, I, I th- I'm pretty sure Moldova's maybe before Denmark, actually. Mm. Denmark's the last game. And yep. you just can't win it like. Or, you know, if we get a win in Moldova, it's in a, you know, we'll maybe only need a point against the Danes or something like that. But you just know what's going to happen. We'll make an RCA either in the Faroes or Moldova and we'll have to beat Denmark and what will be a tense, nervy final game. Hearts fans are really positive, but I think we're the I think we're the best equipped to be Scotland fans, aren't we? Oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Hearty, Hearty, is a two-way street, <laughs> and we've chosen. I mean, to be fair, I mean, I'm an Evertonian as well, so you know, I'm just a miserable, miserable man. Really, I don't even know why I bother with this sport. I'd, I'd, I'd hate to know your blood pressure, Gordon. It must be about 200. 200 over two hundred. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a shock I've not just keeled over, to be honest with you. But uh, I think I just enjoy punishing myself too much. It's like it's form of self-harming. What's our predictions then for um, Saturday? 2-0, two, two I think, 2-0. Two 
I think uh, Mother will be a tough side, but I think uh, I think Hearts will get the job done. I'm going to say 2-1 Hearts. 2-1. I can see them from a set piece. You know, big physical Motherwell. <laughs> That's the title we used to get. Big physical. Exactly. Is, that, is that like fourth place team? You know, big physical. Or we'll go 1-0 we'll go yeah. down and there'll be two late goals and it'll be limbs. Oh, well, that'd you know, be well, Saturday at three limbs, yeah. <laughs> mm, I think we'll win 3 0. I hope so. Hope so. I think be a, that would be a big, massive um, statement. Lay down, yeah, uh, really would. I mean, I, I tipped Motherwell. I was one of these people that tipped Motherwell to go down. I even put on a bet. So there's no surprise that they're doing well. Um, that, that tends to happen when, when I do these things. But, um, you know, I even had Crystal Palace to get relegated and then they went and pumped Spurs 3 0. And I thought, oh, Christ. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but no, I think I think Arsenal win, and and so they should. Right. Well, that's the end of the show. Thank you both for joining me this week. Um, yeah, hopefully get a win over Motherwell. And until next time, goodbye.